Welcome to Worth Reading Wednesdays here at the Columbus Lounge Public Library System. This is a podcast hosted by CLPLS librarians about books we're reading and recommending and anything else that has caught our attention. Good morning. Well, it's morning here. Um, I'm Tori. I'm Nicole. Good morning. Hello from 2022. Right. I mean, we have had some starts and stops and a little bit of starts again. And Okay. But we're here. Yeah. We're here and the weather is nice and chilly outside and we had a dusting of snow last week. It was so pretty. It was pretty for the amount of time it lasted for that little bit. Yeah. But... I'm just, I'm just glad that we actually made it through 2021. Yeah. Because it acted like it was 2020.2. Yeah. And people are all making the jokes of 2022 is just 2022. Right. T-O-O. Right. But here's my, here's my theory on this. Okay. I'll show you the TikTok later. Um, But there's this TikTok and this guy. He's saying basically... 2022 has already done us a favor by like introducing itself as like a lackluster year. Mm-hmm. So, because I don't know about you, but my 2022, we weren't starting out with a bang. It wasn't like, okay, either. yeah, no, it was not a hard reset. <laughs> like the reset button got jammed somewhere, mm-hmm. and I'm still trying to find the, the toothpick or knife to get it out. Right. Anyways, it's just like, the fir- probably the first year I've ever experienced where it doesn't feel like a new year. It's just a mm-hmm. continuation of the same old mm-hmm. stuff. And 2021 was like, thank God at least 2020 is over and we can just... That felt mm-hmm. like a new year. But this right. one, no. And so, like like the TikTok said, you know, it's, it's giving um, subpar vibes. So mm-hmm. you don't have to approach the year with like, I'm going to be on my best game because right. the year is not serving its best game. So nope. you just match the energy. You there know? you go. So don't put the pressure on yourself to achieve all the things. Right. Um, you know, and I, I really, I really like that argument for that. And I am taking it home and it's going to roost because, I'm just not for it this year. I'm not either. It's not cute. Um, I mean, just with precious celebrities that have passed on, like right before. Like I'm, I'm, I'm seriously just my feelings are hurt about Betty White. She was seriously America's grandmother, mm -hmm. and it just like when I heard that, I was like, but wait a minute, she was just supposed to be celebrating this party like she was excited about celebrating this party yeah but um come to find out my hubby found out that she did have a stroke six days before that nobody knew about so that Mm -hmm. could have been it but still though god couldn't wait until the day after new year's (laughs) he had to do it the new year's eve but either way i mean just with so many it was just it's been a crappy start and i just i i hear it i see it and i'm just rolling with the punches as they come because it was just a like I gut punched, yeah. And then Bob, Bob Saget, yeah. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, they come in threes, yep. They so sure I'm do. Not, I'm girding my loins for the next one. Well, what we joke is we'll 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 say in our family, we'll say, okay, when we found the uh, when Sydney Portier um passed away, 
we were looking for our uh, Mark and I always end up looking for our threes. And um, it ended up being another one of our singing group guys from Entume. They sung a song called Juicy Fruit. He was the lead singer. And he passed away, so that was our second. And our third was... I can't remember. But when when the third happened, I was like, wow. Okay. This is what we're doing the first few days of the new year. Okay. Well, then let's just go ahead and... Right. So. That's why. Let's just talk about... What was our favorites for 2021? Okay. Okay. Yeah, so we're just going to run down. We picked one favorite mm-hmm. of the year, which is hard to do. It is not all-encompassing of this is, for me anyways, it's not like this is the only book I will take out of 2021. It right. just, I don't know. It's One of it's, the ones that left the lasting impression? Yeah, and it's popping up in a lot of other people's selections, and I never so my reaction to oh my favorite books it's always like meh you know like yeah that's not mine but good for you kind of thing but this title for me every time it pops up I'm like yeah me too Mm -hmm. right that was so good Mm -hmm. and so my first one is Anxious People by Frederick Bachman really okay yeah so Frederick Bachman is an auto buy for me he's one of those kinds of authors that I know anything he writes I'm really going to enjoy but he's also another one of those author, authors where, like, I haven't gotten to everything that he's written, and I haven't made it a priority to do so because I'm enjoying the process of organically finding his works and going from there. Like, mm-hmm. I know his breakout novel was A Man Called Ova, I think is yeah. how you pronounce it. And I still haven't read that one. Oh. <laughs> but I have I know, like, all just all of his stuff is good. My favorite and my first read from him was Beartown. And then Us Against You, and they both blew me away. Um, I think so, my favorite of his was the one about the grandfather. Mm-hmm. I, I know it was super short. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, really, really short. Like, I read it at the front desk while, you know, man in the front desk. And it's and every morning the way home gets longer and longer. Okay, so that's the one about the grandma. Yeah, I gave it five full stars because it reminded me of my grandmother. In fact, mm-hmm. what I wrote in my review was that I connected with this book because my grandmother at the time was 98 years old and she suffers from the effects of Alzheimer's and she died actually that next year so Mm. that book really resonated with me and it it touched my heart though it really just made me feel good well and Um, I think that's a hallmark of his writing his style is not like the most literary thing I've ever read it's mm -hmm. not dripping with lyrical intent it's 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 literally like I feel like Frederick Bachman just put himself in a book and he's like let's have a beer and talk about life kind of approach Mm, that's how it feels to me yeah um and it, it, it really gets to you it speaks to you and so anxious people is about a bank robbery gone wrong oh and the viewpoint was very unique to me, mm-hmm. and it goes in and out and weaves in and out of all these different people who were either witnessed the bank robbing or were held hostage after the fact because the bank robber runs to an apartment into an apartment viewing. Mm. <laughs> so these people who have come to view this apartment right. to potentially rent it actually end up getting held hostage by the bank robber. Oh, goodness. And so... 
you're weaving in through these each individual and you're coming into contact with their own issues mm -hmm. like every person in that room has something going on in their life that's causing them strife or they have um, something going on and now they've got a hostage situation right. and they don't all respond the way like, like they don't all respond hysterically there's an older Betty White figure who's like, really? <laughs> We're doing this? <laughs> um, and there's, you know, a middle-aged woman who spent her career in finance and is very cold-hearted. But And then he ends up weaving their stories together. It's like a, a study in storytelling because mm. you find out that, you know, one person's life affected the other person's life in some way or somehow. And they're all yeah. just at a cross crossroads in their lives. And it's just so Ah, oh, and it was not hard to read. It was mm -hmm. like just a, I don't want to say it was like brain candy because mm -hmm. to me, brain candy is like fluffy romance or cozy mystery. But mm -hmm. this was like that perfect middle ground. Mm -hmm. And the plot twist, there is a plot twist in like the uh, last third of the book that I really didn't see coming and it made me question my own biases mm -hmm. and like, why did I think this person was this way. Oh, okay. Um, I don't want to reveal anything too big about that because I want it to remain intact as a plot twist. But basically, it makes you kind of... If you think of the way that he wants you to be thinking, you're not going to expect what he brings to the table with this character. And so when all is revealed, you kind of like realize you're... Or I did, anyways, my own internalized societal mm -hmm. views of things so it was right. really interesting and I left reading that book feeling like it was okay that I was somebody with imperfections yeah and that just impacted me so much because I I don't think a book a lot of books don't make me feel like it's okay for me to mess up yeah you know mm -hmm. um and he just and I think when I talked about it on the podcast before I mentioned a funny uh, section where he's like we're all just trying to make it through and we can't even figure out the right way to put a usb port in the first time <laughs> let alone figure out sex and all this stuff so right. like what do you you know it's kind of just like this ah, i don't know like right. hands in the air kind of gesture as a book so it was really really delightful okay so that was anxious people by fred frederick bachman okay well, I will admit, it was super hard for me to choose just one. It really was because, speaking of gut punches at the beginning of years, my favorite author passed away. And so, of course, his book is is really high up there. Mm -hmm. And it was a wonderful, wonderful read, which I'm not going to mention because I talked about it as well. But the one that's still lasting within my brain that when I see the cover art or if I see people happen to put it on as one of the best books of 2021, I'm like, yes. Mm -hmm. The book that's truly lasted within my brain throughout the entire 2021 has been Seven Days in June by Tia Williams. Just the grittiness of the two people who are trying to navigate their mental health, their relationship that they've had since they were teenagers, how that in some ways other people would say, well, that's just codependence, bad examples of codependency. I just, I disagree with it in that these two people knew from the very beginning that they had a special bond 
yes, it was toxic as teenagers, but as they became adults and they started realizing, yeah, that was toxic. It's just a matter of them saying, okay, well, let's work through that. Let, let's let's talk about why we ended up getting in those situations at that time. And Tia Williams just like, even though in my review I said, you know, I had to stop and start a lot because of work and everything else. It was one of those books mm -hmm. that old Nicole, who was in college, would have sat down and read the entire book in one day because it was just that good. Like, mm -hmm. Flipping the pages, like, I hadn't had that feeling of, of reading a book in one day in such a long time that that's why I think it stuck out in my head all this time. And yeah. even though I read it later in the, in the year, I think I read it in August. So, you know, a little bit past June and July. But read them ours about the same time. Yeah. But it just, it, it stuck out in my head. It's one of those that I wouldn't even be surprised if I pick it up again this year because... It was just so good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I and I get it that people are like, yeah, but it's but you know, they had drug problems as as teens, they had drug problems, uh, alcoholism, mother-daughter relationships, foster home, and kind of being a young man that just was really on his own. He really didn't have a family. Mm -hmm. But this girl that he knew from high school made an impression on his life to the point where when he saw that she had pretty much blown up as a writer mm -hmm. and he himself was a writer as well, the way that they reconnect with each other and uh, with their writing as well as with each other mm -hmm. was just, it was refreshing to see that people were willing to work for a what they, a relationship yeah. with each other, no matter what, no matter uh, with what? all the toxicity. Yes. Yeah, say it right. Yes. yes. No matter the toxicity of the entire book and relationship, they pushed through so much. And they pushed each other past comfort zones to say, yep, that was really foul when you did that. Or, yes, that, that was a really hard part of my of my uh, growing. And even in the, in the end, to a certain extent, they even were agreed to say, let's part for a little bit mm -hmm. and we'll come back. And so when they came back together, it was... I'm sorry. This book was just the bomb for me out of all the books that I read in 2021. Yeah, well, it sounds like it's a really good study in relationships. And, and I think that's me. I'm, yeah. I, I, I probably could have been a, a marriage counselor, so to speak, mm -hmm. or relationship, or what is that? Um, what is it that people go with? Counselors and mm -hmm. stuff? Or psychiatrists? I don't even think psychiatrists. Mm -hmm. I, it's counseling, counseling yeah. kind of thing or therapy kind of thing. I think I would have been good at that because I like reading about people who push through relationships, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and really try to say, I want to work through this and I love you, and but I don't like what you did, you know, or, or how you're doing things, but I love you and I'm I'm sticking by you. You know, uh, the hubby and I were talking about that this morning because, you know, my daughter's going to be graduating from high school in three years. Uh, the son is going to be graduating from college this fall. And so I was telling him, I was like, are we going to 
we're going to make it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people have spent so much time in putting into their kids that when the kids are gone, they don't have anything else left. And so then they don't even know how to interact with each other. Mm-hmm. But Mark and I have a really good relationship outside of the kids. But still, there's this little bitty tiny question mark that's like, are we going to be able to make it with each other once the kids are gone? But we're so determined to work through it, you know, hence the reason why I'm so excited. Next year, we're going to be married 25 years and I'm going to get a chance to go see blue, real blue water for the first time. I told him, I said, you better do it. I don't care how you, I don't care where we go. It better be real blue water. It has to be for an entire week. I want a whole week off to just. Well, you guys deserve it. And I think. Probably, it sounds like what sticks out the most is the counter narrative to like, Mm. I feel like a lot of what, especially younger people today get fed by society, social media, is like just drop the person who causes you any kind of um, mental distress. Drop them, move on to the next one. Don't Mm. maintain that relationship. Everybody's toxic. Don't worry about what. And it's like, but how are we confronting our own issues in that? Mm-hmm. If you continue to drop those relationships, are you also dropping the opportunities to grow as a person, exactly. to understand your own self-awareness? So I think, you know, maybe I do remember you saying something about like you saw a lot of uh, people commenting about the book, about how they didn't really care for it because of mm-hmm. the relationship issues and mm-hmm. the toxicity involved. Yeah. But to me, that sounds like a realistic fiction book. Like, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people grow up lacking a family with mm-hmm. drug and alcohol issues, and that doesn't make them lesser a person because right. of it. And just because they have those issues doesn't mean they're not worthy of a relationship, too. Right. So I think that speaks a lot to kind of our society today as well, of, like, the pushback on that book, mm-hmm. for sure, because, I, <laughs> cause like, just because you have a lot of issues doesn't mean that you're not worthy of mm-hmm. that relationship. Um, and it doesn't mean that somebody who is pushing through that relationship yeah. with you is, what's the word I want, is like, oh, they're just bad for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are, those relationships very much do exist. But, they you do. Know. But Hollywood, I think, has put it in our heads that, you know what, if it's not working the way you want it to work all the time, then let's just go ahead and divorce. They've made that the, you know, just just drop them and go on to the next one and remarry. I mean, not to bring up my girl. I, I, I stand J-Lo. I really do. But I think she really should have slowed down with getting back with, with now I can't even think of his ben name. Affleck. Ben Affleck. I think, so she's come out in the, in the media and has admitted about herself and her own self-awareness that she cannot be alone. Mm. She does not enjoy being alone. So okay. I think there is an element of codependency there for her mm-hmm. um, because she's like straight up admitted it. <laughs> what? But you know what? They say admittance is the first step. So now that I know that, yeah. then it really makes sense as to why she has gone f- through several you right. know, different uh, relationships and sometimes in short spans, mm-hmm. you know. But I just, I, I, I like Tia Williams' book. I really did. I will stand for it and fight for it. Um, in fact, I actually just ordered 
a previous book that she wrote that Gabrielle Union said was a good book to go, or was one of her favorite books to read in mm -hmm. 2021. It's not a 21 title, but mm -hmm. she read it and she enjoyed it. So I'm going to go back and read it because it's, uh, again, about a woman in her 40s navigating relationships. And I'm just like, okay, well, if you knocked it out the park with seven days in June, let me see how this one's going to go too. So mm -hmm. I'm excited to read that one later. But I just love the book. It's stuck in my head. And I just, I hope to get another feeling like that this year of a book that really is like, I is stuck out in my head and I don't want to read it. You know, I, I'm, mm -hmm. not that I don't want to read anything else, but that it just really just hit me good. Yeah. And I hope it's going to be, are we ready to move on to the, yeah. uh, to the new reads of uh, 2022? Um, I have decided, I think, two years ago that I was going to start my new year off reading a nonfiction book mm -hmm. because of the fact that I don't read enough nonfiction. And I have realized that I tend to like more autobiographies or biographies or memoirs, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking from instant Instagram or just uh social media phenom Tabitha Brown's Feeding the Soul because it's my business, finding our way to joy, love, and freedom. And y'all should see Tori's satisfied face oh, over here. She's perfect. already read it, but I knew I was going to read it. I just, I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to save this for the new year. And um, I have not gotten very far. I just started reading it <laughs> last week. Mm -hmm. um, and we've been busy, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, stopping yeah. and starting. So I hadn't had a chance to really get into it. But just even from the pages that I have gotten, I've already uh, wanted to underline. But then I realized, oh, this is one a book that I checked out from the library. So my book is coming in today. Wow. And I'll be glad to switch it out so that I can underline, highlight, mm -hmm. make notes, notes and things. Because the way this book reads is just... So it is warming to the soul. She speaks just like she speaks on Instagram with like, come on, y'all. The very first page says, honey, how y'all doing? Y'all all right? <laughs> Trying to hang in there? That's what I'm talking about yep. for a book. <laughs> I mean, the, the fact that you are speaking to me as if you're sitting right in the room with me. Come on, Tab. Oh, Auntie Tab it. really is just I I it it's been a minute since I've read a book that has spoken directly to me, mm -hmm. you know. And for those of us that fell in love with Tabitha Brown, it was her her soft voice and I can hear it in her voice when I read mm -hmm. it, uh, you know. But it's like when she would say, Hello there. Yeah. Oh! yeah, right? It's like honey, just like if you turned the honey bottle up yes. and started letting it pour, pour out how slow yeah. and satisfying it is to watch it. Mm -hmm. That's how this book is just from the very first page. And I love it. And I love her. And I'm so excited for her star that is just booming into the sky. She's just really moving on to all the things that has just gotten her into such good places, things she's learned over her life, which I'm excited to read how she overcame some different things in her life health wise. Her and her husband are high school sweethearts, high school or college. I know they're sweetheart something. College. Is it college? College sweethearts. The fact that they were, you know, young in the early times, you know, like me and Mark were in an apartment, you know, where they barely were making it, but they had dreams of what they wanted to do. I love it. And I cannot wait 
to really just devour this book. And um, when I get my own personal copy to start underlining and making notes to myself, because this is beautiful. I love it. And I can't wait. And I think everybody should feed their soul. Excuse me. In any way, shape or form that they want to, because it's their business. Mm -hmm. But for sure, we all need to just find some joy and love and freedom in our lives. And I think Miss Tabitha Brown was the exact person to start this new year off with saying, hey, you can do it because I've done it. And here, let me talk to you like I talked to you on Instagram and bring you right on through. Yeah, I mean, so I finished that book over Christmas and it was like a little present for me to myself. <laughs> and three things I will say about that book to add on to your wonderful introduction to it one she talks a lot about how she did not just get here overnight mm -hmm. her whole life has been working towards this goal since she was eight years old mm. she talks about how she took opportunities regardless of pay um, to get any and all kinds of experiences to get to where she is today I really appreciated that because mm. she she wanted it to be very clear that this is not I went viral. She was mm -hmm. like, no, I I tried to do so many things. And I, you know, I starred in shows you wouldn't even know I was in because I was in the background as an extra sitting in that cafe corner over there because I was trying so hard to make it into acting. So that's first thing. Second thing, she is very unapologetic about her spirituality, which I found, found very admirable. Mm -hmm. um, she doesn't make excuses. And she just says, this is what I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, she does say up front, like, it's very off-putting, some of her beliefs to some people, mm -hmm. but she's gotten to a point where it's what she believes and she's not backing away from that now, Yeah, which okay. I found so admirable. And like, just ugh, like, even adults today can't, a lot of us can't do that. Like, yeah. we can't stand for our beliefs in the public arena without feeling like, oh, what are people going to think of me? That kind mm -hmm. of thing. And she does it and it's beautiful and mm -hmm. it's so graceful. And then third, she does her, she puts, uh, intersperses some recipes throughout. Mm -hmm. And she's like, y'all gonna stop bothering me about these measurements now, honey. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, you gonna lead us by the spirit. The spirit gonna tell you <laughs> how much or how little of something. Right. And I love, because like, towards the end, the recipes are like, oh, you got it now, honey. You don't need those measurements. <laughs> and it's like a dash of this, a little of that. Yeah. And, and I imagine like, a, a very type A person would be turned off. But if you know Tab, you know yeah. that's the way it goes. Mm -hmm. No rules, just vibes. Right. So, oh, man, it is just such a treat. And I'm it so is. excited for you to read it. And I just can't wait. I bought it for my mom for Christmas. Oh. Because I was like, it's something that I would. That is a truly giftable book mm, um, yeah. for anybody. Because it is like a hug in a book. Yeah. And, and of it, course, Donna's looking good on the cover. Oh, yeah. Donna. I love Donna. She talks about her evolution she, with Donna, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love when she make, when she uh, puts Donna on Instagram, and it's like, y'all, Donna was mad at me, and she talks at Donna like <laughs> Donna's a real person. I love it. But um, this is what I started off for the year, 2022, Feeding the Soul, because it's my business, Finding Our Way to Joy, Love, and Freedom by Miss Tabitha Brown. Mm. So what you got? The chef's kiss. So I am actually going to recommend a graphic novel. I think going into the new year, bar is already pretty low. But, 
But if you want to, you know, just kind of get a little variety in your life, get a little spice, get a little zhuzh, mm-hmm. I would go with Let's Play. Um, okay. And it is a graphic novel that we have here at the library based off of a webtoon that is ongoing. It's still in production. Well, kudos to webtoon for putting out some books, you know, right? from the who writes on their uh, platform. Yeah, so Laura Olympus came along and it kind of, I think that and a couple other series got published last year that really kind of helped the webtoon world see how publishing the books could also help them. Mm-hmm. And so and help the writers too. So. Yeah. So I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce the author's last name. Okay. But it's Let's Play Volume 1 by Leanne M. Kresic, K-R-E-C-I-C. Um, and I apologize if that's not the correct pronunciation. But so Let's Play is about Sam. She is young. Uh, she's working for her dad's company. And so... When the story opens up, she has created this game and she's put it on an indie gamer site where people can play the game and rate the game kind of like there's a platform called, I think it's called Steam or something like that, that we have. But it's similar to that and it gives indie game developers Mm -hmm. a place to put their games out to the world, Cool, kind of get an idea of what people think about it try to get notoriety from larger game developers who might want to pick the game up, that yeah. kind of thing. So she's put that out on that system, and she's looking through the reviews, and people are like, oh, I loved this game so much, and it's her first game she ever created, and she's put her heart and soul into it, and it's like a puzzle game, right? Mm. And you have to make some choices, and it doesn't really get into the gameplay until later on in the series, but just as a background you have to make some choices about um, what your character in the game is going to do. And mm-hmm. that's part of the puzzle. And so one morning she wakes up and um, Martial Law mm-hmm. is this video game reviewer's name. He's big in the gaming world and he's like got a YouTube account and mm-hmm. he reviews the games. He's reviewed her game and he has dismissed it as terrible. And he's like, you need to get back into the the drawing room because this is a bad game and his review goes viral and it causes all of his fans to flock to that indie web developer or indie game developer site and negatively review her game without have even playing it because oh, of his influence wow. so she wakes up to find that she is the lowest rating that the site has ever had for a game <gasps> because of this guy's review so that's where she's at, personally, in her mm-hmm. life. Um, professionally, like I said before, she's working at her dad's place. They are like a a tech startup that mm-hmm. helps people with software design and things like that. And she's kind of been put on the back burner. Um, her boss is over her and under her dad, and he kind of just pushes all the grunt work on her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like data coding and stuff and she's not fulfilled and she's also very timid so sam is one of those Mm. people who's very introverted very shy can't read the room when it comes to relationship advances Mm. um she's just kind of in her own world and she stayed that way because she has a history of health issues she was Mm. a sickly kid so um she's very coddled her dad is like this big buff guy and Mm. you think he's gonna be like my daughter should do it but like 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> Her dad's character is one of my favorite characters because <laughs> he's this big buff, like the rock guy mm. with like that body type. Mm-hmm. But he comes and he's like, my cupcake, are you okay? <laughs> and it's like, what just happened? And he's like so unabashed about his emotions towards his daughter and his wife. And um, so that's a little fun comedic relief in it. Uh, Cause she's like, I don't want my dad to know that this is happening in her, per- in her professional life mm. because she wants to prove herself, but she's also oh. kind of like, in this weird anxious state and she doesn't know how to do it and like she's um (laughs) kind of afraid and not she doesn't have a lot of courage about things and then another aspect of her life is she's in a kind of role-playing world of warcraft group that meets Mm. at a pizza place and they do their gaming situation she's i think a healer or uh, no she's not a healer she's a mage or something and Mm. her group is made up like of a big buff black dude who's like the group leader and you never expect it you're like what uh and then like a scrawny white kid who's got uh issues with stealing toilet paper out of the coffee shops and then like a non-verbal little white girl um who speaks through a text-to-speech apparatus apparatus uh-huh. and her very very silent and dapper butler who always wears really round uh, sunglasses and has a handlebar mustache uh-huh. and then there's uh, a couple of the girls that she hangs out with one is like a deep empath and is into yoga the other one's like really angry all the time and works out a lot and um, so they're like this group of random people together yeah. just like doing the do together and like fighting uh, people in this video game and <laughs> oh it's just there's so much here and um, I really love the way the author anthropomorphizes, to use a big word, mm-hmm. gives human traits to emotions. So, okay. like, she makes these little um, characters. They almost remind me of, you know, the the gender signs you have outside of the bathrooms mm-hmm. with the male and the, those little icon people with right. their round heads. She makes those and like it's like jealousy and jealousy's ripping through something and it's like <laughs> and like so in the comic, uh, somebody will say something to somebody else and you'll see that reaction drawn out and then jealousy rips through in the next panel <laughs> and it that's the way of the author communicating that that person is jealous mm-hmm. and so, um, but at the very beginning, to sum it all up, Sam gets a new next door neighbor. And she's trying to get her dog into her house. She has a very cute uh, round potato of a dog named Aww. Bowser. And she's trying to get him in her apartment. And she bumps into her new next door neighbor who's moving in. He's got boxes. He almost runs her over. And she's like, after everything's happened today, I don't need this too. Yeah. And he's like, oh, sorry about that. And, you know, haha. And drops the boxes. And it's martial law. The <gasps> guy who... Did destroyed review. her for the most almost for the most part but here's the thing he doesn't know who she is and oh. she does know who he is oh <laughs> so sam is like should i be nice to him which mm. i wouldn't <laughs> um she's big enough of a person to be like i know i should be nice but she also has a lot of resentment this guy messed up her whole game yeah. and he didn't even understand it he didn't play it the way he was supposed to play it mm. so that's her biggest complaint is like 
you caused a bunch of ratings to negatively affect my game and you didn't even understand how to play it. You should have read the directions because he is notorious for just going into a game blind and not reading anything. So um, it really hurt her. And she, you know, with her new neighbor, he starts streaming his videos and he doesn't have soundproofing equipment yet. So she starts <laughs> hearing him screaming at 3 a.m. And she's like, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I'm going to kill him. <laughs> and so that's kind of how it starts. And there are more volumes. A third one is currently, the author's currently working to get funding for it through Kickstarter. Cool. So it, it's all been Kickstarter funded. So um, it's kind of a community effort too. Yeah. So it's really cool. And even if you're not, like, into video games or mm-hmm. into um, that kind of world, it, it softly introduces you to it. And it the, the emotional development and the character development here is relatable to everybody. So mm-hmm. I found that, like, such a good um, series to read. And Webtoon is a free app you can download mm-hmm. and you can read episodes for mm-hmm. free. So if you want to follow that after you check out the book, feel free to do that. Or you could just check it out online. But we do have that volume one in our collection. And it's just so delightful. And I love the illustration style of it. Mm. And so if you're looking for a different format to get into this year or um, just a different story, uh, Sam is a great character. She's very timid, but you get to watch her bloom as a person. Yeah. And it is adult content sometimes, Mm -hmm. so... Uh, I, w- I would not recommend this to middle grade readers or anything mm-hmm. like that, but um, 18 and up, 17 and up, I think would be perfect. So yeah. that was Let's Play Volume 1. Cool. It was, oh, I love it. It's so I good. bet. <laughs> well, I am just excited to see what else is going to be put out this year. You know, um, yesterday I was in the midst of trying to create a, a new uh, purchase list for January. And so I was staring at the computer for an extremely long time. And a lot of the good stuff isn't coming in until later on this year. And I'm excited for it. Mm. Like, I like how people, whoever it is that gets a chance to know what's going to be coming soon. I want to be one of those people to like read, like, I don't know. It could be just a little blurb that says so-and-so and -and -and so-and-so is putting out a new book this year. And it's going to be about this, 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 and this. I'd love to be one of those people that gets a chance to, to get that first, to be the one to hype it up. Publishers Marketplace is the website to find all that information out. Publishers Marketplace. Well, thank you. It gives you information about like book deals and movie deals that are being made about books and stuff like that. But a person to follow would be Liberty Hardy. Okay. Um, on Instagram? On Instagram. Her tag is Franzen Comes Alive. She reads over 600 books a year. All she does is read for her job. And she is always getting the first advanced reader's copies of a lot of different voices and liberty who liberty hardy okay um she is like and her friend you said friends and comes alive f-r-a-z-e-n okay c-o-m-e-s-a-l-i-v-e she's a good person to follow just to see books on her radar that other people may not know about um i follow her and i've enjoyed following her for a couple years now um she but like I said, she legitimately does read 600-plus books a year because that's all she does for her job. Yeah. And I'm like, how did you get that does. job? Right. <laughs> all right. How you get I, – I, I don't – but, you know, I'm not sh- – well, I don't know. She I'm works for like Book Riot, and she's also a Book of the Month judge, but I don't know, like, her full career yeah. description. 
Um, I just know what areas I've seen her in. Mm. I don't know what, like, her full job is because she, she doesn't really share that. But I would love to take a full year and be one of those people. I don't think I could do it for years on end because um, not that I would necessarily get bored quick, but after like the kids are gone for real, when the, when the last child is gone, I really feel like that my reading life is going to pick up a lot more. And I would love to, as a job to do that, to be able to just read all day. Like, of course that Tia Williams book, mm -hmm. like I would have devoured that in mm -hmm. one day and been able to go on to the, another book the next day. Of course, when I was in college, that was all I was able to do. But I would, I think I could do that job for a year. I don't think I could do it for like 10 years straight or anything mm -hmm. like that. But I, I would love to hint, hint. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> call me and let me do that. Well, I will say she does share often. She does a book podcast called All the Books on Book Riot. Okay. She is, I listen to her a lot to get new and upcoming books information and kind of inform my own reading life. But right. she does talk about how she was raised by a librarian. Okay. <laughs> so she was reading books at eight years old that, I mean, she's reading Stephen King. Wow. Uh, she was, you know, bullied a lot, and mm. she was always kind of different from her classmates and things like that. So mm. she's had that kind of life experience, and it's made her really unique and cool individual in my yeah. opinion so well just from looking at her picture on instagram i was like okay that's pretty neat and the fact that she's connected to book riot is even better because i love book riot book riot actually gives me the majority of my picks mm. because i get the emails that come through and not just that but i go to their website every now and again to look and see what they are saying is going to be something good out there which helps out quite a bit when i'm trying to select things for us but i'm excited yeah. i'm excited and we're going to see how this year goes. Well, I have one last quick blurb. We are in the middle of our winter reading challenge. That's right. On Beanstack. Uh, you can access that and get reading today at lounge.beanstack.org or uh, check out your Beanstack mobile app on your smartphone. Search for your library and get reading. This reading challenge is unique in that Learner Publishing has provided free ebooks through the Beanstack platform for a limited time until January 31st. Ooh. So if you have no idea what to read, guess what? They're already preloaded on the app for you. You can just start reading on your phone well, immediately. Okay, yeah. Well, so thank you, Learner. You said Learner Publishing. Learner yeah. Publishing. Thank you. It's very cool. And so we do have, for the people who complete the prize, they get to enter into a drawing for a gift card and some free goodies. And they get yeah. prizes throughout if they complete the different steps but again that's going on until the 31st there's a little bit of time left yeah and we've also started providing book lists in beanstack regardless of our they're not connected to the winter reading challenge but they are there to serve you for yeah. your reading okay. purposes um under the discover tab you'll see book lists options all the way to the right in the app i'm sure it's under recommendations on the desktop site Mm -hmm. um, but we asked all of our staff here at the library what books have either impacted them or changed them and got a couple of different suggestions. Uh, they're just books that got people to keep reading or mm -hmm. really impacted their reading life. And it's really a handful of everything. Like It really is because I recommended The Shack by yeah, so, uh, W.M. Young. Yeah, so it's like inspirational, fantasy, realistic fiction, literary fiction, 
true crime because you know Milani's over there with a child <laughs> called it. I couldn't do it. I could, oh God! I have you to, read that? I had to teach it when I when I taught Ooh. in Virginia. I, mean, um, those I kids taught are it traumatized. I taught it that one year, and then I refused to teach it after that because when I when I read it before I got ready to teach it, I cried every single page. Then trying to teach it to the kids, I'm crying in the classroom, mm -hmm. having to stop and start. But believe it or not, I did have a couple of kids tell me that that was a good book. And it just showed them that, you know, some people just should not be parents. Um, so that right. was like, well, good. That's good for you. If you decide you don't want to have children, which I've actually done with my own kids. I've told them, if you don't want to have kids, that's fine, sweetheart. I was like, we've already got one grandkid uh, so far from my uh, husband's uh, firstborn child. He's he's uh got two boys already. If you don't want to have a kid, don't have no kids. Right. Get you a cute little dog. I'll keep the dog. That'll be my grand doggy. You know uh, what I'm saying? But I saw this lady on TikTok and she was like, "Look, I love my kid, but I hate parenting. I <laughs> hate being a parent. I would kill for my kid. I would do so many things for my kid. I want to give my kid the world. Mm. I don't even got the world for myself yet, and I love her, and I would give her anything. But parenting." hate it i hate having to wake up at this time of day right to, to provide sustenance for this person who can't <laughs> even do this and she's like i love my kid i hate parenting and i was like yeah. i love my kid too every morning she does not every time i drive her to school there's nothing no sound no nothing and if i do try to talk all i get is mm, mm -hmm, mm -mm. i'm just like ew dude it's the morning though do you hear me <laughs> I see you. We're going to try, try another time hopefully, of day. <laughs> but hopefully later on, uh, things will be better. But I, I get it, though. I mean, you know, we got to have something something going on. But, you know, I love them. Yeah. So I don't want any more, but I love them. <sighs> I love them. That's good. <laughs> it's good that you love them instead of, like, child name it. Right. His, his mom was I like, can't believe that she chose that, but okay. You know how I read that? I read that when I was, like, in my preteens. Yay! Traumatized me. And you know what? It was in my Nana's house, sitting on her coffee table, like she's trying to tell me something. And I'm like, Nana, what you, <laughs> uh, we got to talk. What's this, what's this about? Why you, why you just lay, leaving this on the coffee table? Like, it's just coffee table material. Like, <laughs> no ma'am. Um, and I was teaching ninth grade when I taught that book. Ninth, can you imagine? That's, you're 13 at that time, so... Or 13 or 14. I was probably like 11 when I read it. And it still stuck with me. It's, I remember the fact that his mom made him swallow ammonia or something. Well, one th one thing she did, she filled the bathtub up with ammonia and bleach together. And then clogged up the doors. And the only thing he could do was put his face to the... Um, to the grate that's down at the bottom of the floor so he could get fresh air. That's the only way he could breathe. Uh, and I was... So, on that friendly note right um, i know right we are gonna talk at y'all next week and give us a like subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher feel free to um share us with your friends yeah. anybody you think would benefit from hearing from us and we'll we'll talk y'all next week we'll talk to you next week bye bye